This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquis Vandemark. Happy Monday morning, April 25th, 2022. It's a beautiful day this morning in the Midwest. Blue skies. It's been in the 80s the last couple days. All the flowers are out, the trees are blooming. If you got allergies, you're probably suffering a little bit right now. Hey, we're glad you could join us this morning. If you haven't subscribed to our podcast yet, you can go to affirmamerica.com. Give us your email address. We'll send you out unnoticed when a new episode becomes available. You can reach me at uh, marquis at uh, affirmamerica.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-I-S at affirmamerica.com. Thanks for joining us. These are the top five headlines for Monday, April 25th, 2022. Number five, Exxon Mobil sets limits on BLM, LGB. TQ flags during Pride Month. So LGBTQ Pride Month is June. The company updated guidance on acceptable flags, which can be displayed outside offices, which included banning external position flags, including the Pride flag and Black Lives Matter flag. According to the new policy obtained by Bloomberg News, The rule does permit a flag representing an LGBTQ employees group to be flown, but it can't prominently display the Exxon corporate logo, according to the report. Exxon's move didn't go over well with members of the Exxon Pride Houston chapter, who are now refusing to represent the company at Houston's Pride celebration. Washington Examiner reported advocacy groups have been especially eager to display pro-LGBT paraphernalia ever since Florida GOP Governor Ron DeSantis signed the Parental Rights in Education Bill, commonly referred to as the Don't Say Gay Bill, by opponents despite those words not appearing in the text into law. So kudos to... uh, Exxon. We're starting to see now that these corporations are beginning to push back on the radical woke crowd and putting some limits on what you can and can't do when it comes to these outside-the-box extreme views on sexuality, Black Lives Matter, which we know is really just a front group for a bunch of scammers to raise millions of dollars to buy very expensive mansions, could care less about Black Lives Matter, but more about shaking down corporations and padding their pockets. So kudos to Exxon for their stance on this wokeism. Florida's setting the standard through the Disney activity that we see with uh, Ron DeSantis stripping them of their special rights within the Disney property. And so uh, hopefully this is just the beginning of a major pushback 
by corporations based on you, the consumer, and how you consume corporate products and services. All right, number four. This is the way in which wars start. Warning from teachers union leader Randy Weingart. Weingart accused GOP officials in states such as Florida and Texas of falsely portraying some teachers and administrators as indoctrinating kids amid spiraling school culture battles on issues including critical race theory and gender identity. This is propaganda. This is misinformation. This is the way in which wars start, Weingart said. Weingarten said. This is the way in which hatred starts. The union boss rejected the notion that teachers are the union boss rejected the notion that teachers are serendipitously leading public school kids down predetermined ideological paths. We're not indoctrinating, she said. We're not grooming. What we are doing is making sure we educate kids. We keep them safe. We keep them welcome. And we teach them how to think and what to think. From Town Hall, dubbed by critics as the Don't Say Gay Bill, despite there being no mention of a ban on the word, House Bill 1557 also allows parents to access their children's education and health records and requires schools to notify parents of changes to their child's mental, physical, or emotional well-being. The bill exempts schools from disclosing information to parents if a reasonably prudent person would be concerned that doing so could result in abuse, abandonment, or neglect. Okay, see, that's your, that's your teachers' union, folks. You can see that there's been numerous accounts of proof that in textbooks and also videos that show us that there is indoctrination going on in the schools, the critical race theory and gender identity, and it is not misinformation. So Randy Weingarten is obviously not being truthful with American people. And to think that education is not indoctrination, it just depends on what you consider to be education. And when it comes to uh, gender identity, when it comes to critical race theory, these issues should be left up to the parents and not up to the schools, the teachers. That's not their position to give them moral uh, guidance. This should be done by the parents. So the idea that this is how wars start, well, it's really a result of the teachers' union firing the first shot by their attitudes and how they teach our children. If you uh, have a concern in your school, you want to find out who's running for school board, support that person, or if you feel so inclined, if you'd like to run yourself on the school board, that's how we push back on the radical teachers' unions. The other options you have is to do homeschooling. There is some community homeschooling models that are out there now where two or three families join together to support a teacher, and they do homeschooling, controlling the content and the education their children receive. Or you can also take a look at charter schools and do your homework there to find an alternative to the public school system. All right, headline number three, John Kerry, natural gas in its final 10 years. 
President Biden's climate envoy, John Kerry, says he's putting the natural gas industry on notice, suggesting it has a decade at most to solve for the emissions that are driving Earth's temperature dangerously higher. We have to put the industry on notice. You've got six years, eight years, no more than 10 years or so, within which you've got to come up with a means by which you're going to capture. And if you're not capturing, then we have to deploy alternative sources of energy. Kerry left open the possibility that the industry exists as is, although with the capability to fully capture emissions, including carbon dioxide, and the shorter lasting but more potent methane emissions. Wall Street Journal, Mr. Kerry knows that technologies that capture CO2 emissions are a long way from being scalable. He also knows that no one will invest in building new pipelines if gas is time limited to less than a decade. And he should also know that fossil fuels can't be replaced in the next decade since the batteries and clean hydrogen that would be needed to do so will require technological breakthroughs. Natural gas prices have shot up in recent months because production isn't keeping pace with demand as the economy continues to recover and coal plants shut down. Political opposition to new pipelines is constraining U.S. production. Without more pipelines, U.S. energy prices will increase. So again, this is very typical of the left. They have an idea, but they have no common sense. They think that uh, they can just snap their fingers and some alternative fuel that doesn't create emissions, carbon dioxide, will just happen because they say so. And so they cut off all production here in the U.S., creating higher oil prices, and then they go begging these totalitarian countries to produce more oil so they can purchase oil from places like Venezuela, Iran, Russia, all these countries that could care less about this idea of who knows, does it really create climate change? That hasn't been proven. So again, this is typical of John Kerry and the left. It's important that we realize that it takes time to develop new energies, and 10 years may or may not be enough time to do it. So why not keep producing oil here at home? It's very good uh, politically, geopolitically, keeping wars at bay. We don't become dependent on totalitarian countries for our energy consumption. All right, headline number two, ICE preparing for record levels of migrants as Title 42 comes to an end. So we talked about this last week. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE, is preparing for an historic surge of migrants crossing the U.S.-Mexico border with a number of those arriving anticipated to triple. This comes as the Biden administration ends Title 42, a provision that allowed Border Patrol agents to deny entry and expel migrants to stop the spread of COVID-19. The policy will end May 23rd after it was put in place by former President Donald Trump at the onset of the pandemic. Fox News, there were more than 221,000 migrant encounters at the border in March, 
and the uh, Border Patrol has been encountering about 7,000 migrants a day. The DHS has said it has been planning for up to 18,000 migrants a day. Okay, so we need to get on our phones, guys. You need to be calling every day your representatives. The Biden administration seems to be more concerned about foreign countries' sovereignty and borders like Ukraine than they are our own southern border. The telephone number to contact your senators and congressmen is 202-224-3121. When you call, this is the uh, switchboard at the White House in Washington, and they'll direct your call to the appropriate office. Some of you may be maybe not confident to speak to somebody. It's all automated. It's just a voicemail. So you just go through the prompts. You're going to get a voicemail. Tell them what you think. Tell them that they need to close the border now. Explain to them we can't afford having all these illegal immigrants coming across our border, drug cartels, sex trafficking, fentanyl, terrorists, Illnesses like tuberculosis, COVID-19, it's just insane, and we need to put a stop to it. So contact your representatives, and let's get our voice out there. That's how we can be proactive. So again, this isn't a simple solution here. This is uh, the potential for a world war. Okay, so this is Kamala Harris on the tarmac being asked a question about the latest sanctions from Russia, and she was asked also about 42, Title 42. So she is the border czar, and let's see how she sidesteps this question and just listen to her comments here. Any reaction to the latest sanctions from Russia that would bar uh, your entry into the country? And then second, on Title 42. Let's be very clear about where we stand in terms of Russia. As far as I'm concerned, and I think objectively many people will agree that their invasion of Ukraine has not only been steeped in atrocities, but will prove to be a strategic failure for Russia. One of our highest priorities is sovereignty and territorial integrity as a, as a, as a, as a solid principle that binds and unifies the NATO alliance, to your point about NATO. And so we're going to continue to, to do that work. And we're not going to give up. Thank you. So there you go. She didn't answer the question on Title 42. She's more concerned about the sovereignty of Ukraine than she is of her own U.S. southern border. So that tells us everything we need to know about uh, the Biden administration. We need to vote these guys out in 2024. And in 2022, we need to bring it on for the midterms and put a stranglehold on the Congress and the Senate. All right, headlines number one. President Zelensky meets with U.S. Secretary of State and Secretary of Defense in Kiev. An advisor to Ukrainian President Zelensky says the U.S. Secretaries of State and Defense are meeting with the Ukrainian leader in the highest level visit to Kiev by an American delegation since the start of Russia's invasion. Zelensky's meeting with U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin comes as Ukraine presses the West for more powerful weapons in its fight against the Russian invasion. The Washington Post, the Russian military reported 
hitting 423 Ukrainian targets overnight, including fortified positions and troop concentrations, while its warplanes destroyed 26 Ukrainian military sites, including an explosive factory and several artillery depots. Most of Sunday's fighting focused on the Donbass region, where Ukrainian forces are concentrated and where Moscow-backed separatists controlled some territory before the war. Since failing to capture Kiev, the Russians are aiming to gain full control over the eastern industrial heartland. Ukrainian President Zelensky has been calling on President Joe Biden to meet with him in Ukraine. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson did so earlier this month. We do need to support their fight for their freedoms, the atrocities and the genocide that Putin has put on the Ukrainian people is very sad, very insane for a world leader to kill civilians and children in Ukraine, bombing Maripol to dust. But you're dealing with uh, an administration that is very weak. Blinken is a very, very weak Secretary of State. Austin may be a little bit more smarter, but I'm not so sure. We need to be able to stand together with Ukraine and give them support the best we can to for them to defend themselves. But the last thing we want to do is to get into a, a shooting war with the Russians. World War III would not be something we'd want to get ourselves involved in. The Russians have been fighting each other since the 1600s. This is something that has gone on for centuries, and it can't be solved just you know, in a very quick fashion. These are deep-seated uh, problems that they've faced for hundreds of years. And at the same time, again, the administration seems to be more concerned about the sovereignty and the borders of other nations than it is of the U.S. southern border. Okay, those are your top five headlines for this Monday, April the 25th, 2022. I hope this finds your week starting off on the good foot. And we'll see you again tomorrow on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquis Vandemark. God bless you and have a wonderful day. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it. 